I'm not saying condone someone else's behavior as much as I'm saying, just simply begin to have the awareness that their feelings, I don't need to take them on. I don't need to fix them. As a 22-year-old, completely green and fresh out of college, I led a boundaries group. (laughs) There's air quotes in there with adults who were much older than me, by the way. It meant I read out of a daily inspirational book, a teaching on boundaries, and then all the group members had to set a boundary for the day. It felt kind of heavy. It did not feel like a radiant and connecting practice at all. Well, brave friends, welcome to episode 101 with today's guest, spiritual counselor, Susie Lula, who is about to blow our traditional definitions of boundaries out of the water. I think this will be liberating and helpful for all of us. Susie Lula is a much sought after spiritual counselor, teacher, and inspirational speaker who's an expert in the field of human transformation. And I have had the privilege And I have had the privilege of taking her soul care coaching course, and it's been, I I, I don't even know how to say it adequately, life-changing. It's been soul-filling. It has been awakening. Combining her innovative teachings over her 20 years in private practice, along with her master's degree training in spiritual psychology, Susie is truly transforming the way people think about motherhood. Hi, Susie. Welcome to the show. It's so good to be with you. Thank you so much. You know that I'm your biggest fan and your biggest supporter. I love your community. I love the work you're doing. So any way and any time that we can connect and I can be of service, thank you so much for having me. Well, I wish everyone could sit under your teaching, Susie, because it is truly transformative and it is life-changing and it it just blows your mind. I my mind has been blown so many times and I you are such a a radiant, joyful human being and I am so grateful. I'm so grateful to know you. You can make me cry right before we even get started. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to be here. Let's jump in. We have a great topic. Yes. When you were teaching on this, it just struck me because moms and then moms with children with extra unique or extreme needs have a hard time taking care of themselves. And your take on boundaries to me is revolutionary and I think our moms need to hear it. So let's start off by first, what do we typically think of when we say boundary? What is our culture taught us? What are we typically thinking about when we say boundary? Yeah. And I think boundaries even more than what we think about. And I don't know for any of you listening, just when you hear the word boundaries, just feel into your body. Because typically when I think of boundaries and the moms I work with, boundaries feel very off-putting. It feels like my body constricts and I'm preparing for um, conflict in a way. Like, oh, I'm going to set this boundary and I'm already prepared for what's going to come back 
to me. So if I'm asking my child to, you know, just get dressed or, you know, put down their phone, you're already gearing up for what's going to come back to you. So I think boundaries can be just very, you know, we don't think of it, but the word I think of is intimidating to set a boundary because we're so concerned with what's going to come back to us. Oh my gosh, that's so true. That's so true. It's we're almost holding our breath or like gritting our teeth or uh, like what's going to happen when I do this and is it okay if I do this? Yes. And it, and it's and I have so much compassion for us moms because we're simply you know, moving through life and we're trying to engender cooperation. What we really want is cooperation. What we really want is connection. And then somehow the way we've been taught boundaries, it feels like, you know, United States, Canada, United States, Mexico, you know, like it feels like this hard, off-putting, disconnecting thing rather than collaborative and I think the journey to get there can be very daunting. Well, that sounds great in theory, but you know, how, when I ask my child to put down their phone, how is that going to be a collaborative connecting experience? So the journey of boundaries and learning how to, I want to say set them, but I don't even like that phraseology, but you know, comfortable with learning to engender cooperation is um, it's a, it can be a daunting journey. For sure. So like even before you get to the point where you're wanting to engender or establish that cooperation with whoever it is, whether it's a spouse, a partner, a kid, a coworker, what's going on with us that maybe blocks us from even doing that, people-pleasing or whatever shoulds we're placing on ourselves? What blocks us from even getting there? Yeah. And especially for moms, we're, we're people-pleasers. We're the ones that have to do everything, take care of the family, you know? So let's just go back to the nervous system. You're thinking about, you know, asking your husband if he can, or you're, you know, can you take out the trash? Do you mind doing the dishes tonight or whatever? It could be the simplest thing. And our body is already gearing up to somebody rolling their eyes back at us. Whatever we believe to be their reaction is now infiltrating our body. So step one is to realize, oh, the thing about boundaries is you think about it. If and when you need to set a boundary to begin with, chances are the other person is going to have a reaction about it. Because if they weren't, you probably wouldn't have to set the boundary in the first place, right? So if your child always comes home at their curfew, you're not going to have to think about setting a boundary around how much they can drive their car, right? Or if they're, if your child already makes A's, you're not going to have to think about, right? So if you're even having to think about a boundary, chances are the other individual is going to have a reaction. So that's the first thing is to open your own consciousness to realize, oh, and so typically what we're taught in the dualistic world is that then there's going to be my reaction or their reaction. And it's an either 
or, and then typically the other person's reaction wins out because it's bigger than ours. If they get angry, if they get frustrated, if they start a conflict, then that energy is big. So the first step is to realize, okay, I want to, first of all, expand even my awareness. Oh, of course the other person's going to have a reaction to my boundary. Like, hello, of course. Then step two is learning to have your consciousness large enough where you can maintain your equanimity knowing that someone else is going to have possibly a big reaction and that's theirs. And that's really the boundary. It's really not about the outer. It's about inside of yourself. Are you able to maintain your own equanimity, your own psychic, physical, spiritual, emotional space without another person's reaction infiltrating and then having you reactive. Yeah. I think what you've said is that um, it's really important that we're very clear on, on what it is that we are asking or trying to establish and that we, we have to stay neutral. We know that there's going to be a reaction or a very big reaction to limiting the phone or whatever it is. Right. Uh, and if we can stay neutral and just know that that reaction is coming, we're going to be in a better space to stay connected with that person. And a hundred percent, that's easier said than done, right? So if you have a toddler, right? And I know that, that I'm in for like a possible 10 minute meltdown, right? That is possibly going to determine, you know, so I think the, here's the key is learning to stay in your own space and simultaneously allow another person to have their feelings. And let's take boundaries even off the table before even setting a boundary. Begin to notice in your day-to-day life, are you able to maintain your own equanimity if your toddler is melting down for 10 minutes, if your husband get has a tendency towards anger, begin to practice saying to yourself, this is their reactivity and let them just have their feelings and see what inside of you has been taught. Don't let the other person have their feelings like take care of it, fix it, do something, we're taught, you know, the other person shouldn't have their big feelings because it then it really makes us uncomfortable. This learning is so crucial because if you can learn to see, oh, my girlfriend is just having big feelings. My child is having big feelings and they're allowed their big feelings just like I want to have my big feelings. Now, granted, the other person, if they're acting it out and if, you know, if it's big, I'm not, I'm not condoning the way it usually comes back to us is usually ugly and messy and, you know, not pleasant. And who wants to be sitting there? You know, so I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying condone someone else's behavior as much as I'm saying, just simply begin to have the awareness that 
their feelings, I don't need to take them on. I don't need to fix them. I don't need to stifle them. I don't need to quiet them. I need to learn how to take care of myself so that I can maintain my equanimity. Because when you practice this, and it does take a long time, or maybe not a long time, but it takes practice, let's just say. Um, When you practice this, what happens is you actually start having compassion for the other person. It's like, it almost actually seems funny. Like, oh my gosh, I just asked the person to put their phone down. <laughs> like I, when you kind of think about it, like funny, I just asked them to take the trash out. Like, wow, what must be going on in them that they would have such a big reaction to that? You see? That's so good. That's so good. Susie, something that you have said is that a boundary is a limit meant to lead to enhancing our relationship with others. And that also setting a boundary is ultimately about you. That's kind of two points. But so could you elaborate on on both of those? That it's really meant to enhance our relationship with others. It's not a wall. It's not a handout. It's not... It's not a harsh line, but it's really meant to create more connection with that person. Yes. So this is what I love on boundaries, right? So as we've been speaking, typically boundaries tend to create distance between two people, create more distance, create conflict between the two people. I have exactly the opposite opinion. I believe, I know that actually boundaries are such a beautiful bridge to deeper intimacy, deeper connection, deeper collaboration. That's what we all want from each other. So when you begin to realize that boundaries can be an invitation to intimacy, first you'll change your whole thought process. Your body will feel different. It's like, oh, I'm asking the person to put their phone down because I really want to connect with them in this moment. So it also could be about how I'm asking. Am I gearing up for battle, right? But I really want intimacy. I really want connection. I really want collaboration. I I know that 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 anybody listening to this right now, what they want more than anything is collaboration and connection with other people. We want connection, right? So boundaries healthy boundaries can help us create more intimacy with the other person. So that's the first step is just to be willing to look at boundaries differently. And then if I'm going to ask, let's say my son to put his phone down, I first need to be able to do what I just said. You know, I just need to give him the dignity to have his feelings. That's a life changer. It's a game changer. Why shouldn't he be able to have his feelings about why? Why should me asking in this moment? Why shouldn't he? It doesn't mean I'm condoning his behavior if he does it in a way that's disrespectful. That's a different conversation. But the first step is why should he not be able to have his feelings? So the more you validate your own and you begin to learn how to have your own feelings and not push down your own feelings, the more you'll realize, well, I, I should, and that's the thing with motherhood is that mothers are taught we shouldn't be able to have our feelings. So we invalidate our own feelings 
So then we don't have the space to validate another person's feelings. We want to intellectually, but we don't have the capacity because we push down our own feelings. Can you say that again? That's critical. That's really important. We are. We're taught to put down our own. We are ingrained to invalidate our own feelings, to push down our own feelings because we're meant to be fixing and doing for everybody else. So we invalidate our own feelings. Culture tells us, invalidate your feelings, be invisible, just do what you need to do to get through your day. So we're invalidating our own feelings, thinking then then we could validate our children's feelings. It's, you can't. So the more you, we have to take on as women, as mothers, we have to really, as parents, we have to take on our feelings are important. Our feelings matter. It doesn't mean we... We need to vomit them out everywhere, but we need to find ways to have the healthy channeling and healthy self-expression of our own feelings, especially as mothers, especially when you have different needs in your household with your kids. It's a big deal to just be able to, to, to get your own feelings out. And when you practice that your feelings are valuable, your feelings are valid, your feelings matter, you will then have the capacity to go, well, my kids' feelings should matter as well. They should. And when your child then, or a spouse then, here now here's the here is what will create intimacy. When you ask your child to put their phone down and you allow your child to have their feelings, your child will feel respected. They will feel that their feelings matter. And they will learn that they don't have to act out their feelings over time. When you learn to validate their reactions, they will calm down. Their reactions will calm down over time. And over time, when they don't have to act out their reactions, because they feel intuitively from you that they have been given the space to have their feelings. Every human being simply wants to have the dignity to have their own feelings, to take up their own space. And when you give this to the other person, there's no need for conflict. That's why I say this goes creates intimacy and not conflict. Because when I give my child the permission to have his own feelings, over time he realizes, oh, I don't need to fight for those feelings. I don't need to, I don't need to act them out in such a big way. My mom already gives me a space for my feelings. So there's nothing to push up against. That's why I call my course, I have an online course, and that's why I call it from conflict to connection. I promise you guys listening, I promise I've seen it 20 years of doing this over and over and over again. It does take a minute. It's not going to happen, you know, maybe in a second, your child is not going to go, oh, thank you for giving me the space today, you know, but as a practice, it will absolutely change. It has changed the course of my relationship with my son when I give him the space to have his feelings because I've given me the space to have mine. So Susie, also shed light on how what we might call a boundary is really about looking to another individual to comply with our need and how that can mess things up for us. It, it, that's a very typical way of, of, of looking at it. 
I have a need for control, let's say. And so it makes me feel better if you follow these phone rules, let's say. That's my need, actually. If I just get quiet with myself, that's actually about my need for control. Because if you're not on your phone all the time, then that means I'm a good mom. If you're on your phone all the time and I don't have any boundaries or limits or rules about the phone, then that makes me a bad mom or I'm, I'm not in control of the family, right? See how it gets very jumbled up. Yes. And that's why boundaries can be so messy. And that's why this work, I have such honor and humility and acknowledgement for anyone willing to be on this path, because what you're speaking to is going to have us as mothers who are already trying to do the best we can we're already feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and like, well, why can't I just stick with my schedule of trying to get dinner on the table at six, you know? So I, you know, so I have a lot of empathy for mothers first and foremost, or anyone on a conscious path. And so what you're speaking to will require self-reflection and, and some inner changes, right? So, and because what you're saying is so accurate, if I have a need to stick to my schedule, or if I have a need for order and control, or if I have a need, and then even if I guise it with the nicest tone of voice and request, oh, honey, will you please put down your phone so we can have dinner now? You know, your kid or any other individual, if you have a need and you're expecting that other person to fulfill your need, that person will feel that. And intuitively, that person will push against it because intuitively, we all know we're all here to meet our own needs. And that is where it not only gets messy, but it gets hard. And again, mothers are taught we shouldn't even have any needs. So we push our own needs away because culture tells us to do that, but we still have the need. So of course, you're going to project it onto someone else, no matter how nice you say it. If you expect another individual to be meeting your needs, it's not going to fly. It might fly for a minute, but it's not healthy. And, and if you are unfortunate enough to have a compliant child or a compliant spouse, it's even worse because then you're teaching them to take care of your needs, which is a horrible, you know, burden to put on another human being. So I know we don't want to be doing this. It's going to take bravery to be the woman, the mother, the parent, the man, the individual to say, my needs matter too. My needs matter and they need to be a priority because if I don't take care of my needs, I won't create the intimacy I want with the others because I don't have inner intimacy. If I don't have inner intimacy, if I'm not fulfilling my own needs and learn how to ask for those needs to be fulfilled, not in a needy way, not like you fulfill my needs, but just in a way of engendering collaboration and support, then we will continue to have conflict. So it's a, it's a, it's a road that I honor. It's a courageous, brave road to go, oh, I'm going to say that my needs matter. And then learning that when you go to the other person, like you were alluding to a moment ago, you, the you that is going to that person is a different you. This is important because 
the former you might have been going with a nice tone, but you were really going with, I need you to fulfill my need. But this you, when you put yourself on the map and you're willing to fulfill your own needs and you're seeing I'm taking the other person off of that hot spot to need to fulfill my needs. Now, when I go, I still might have the same request, desire, need for the phone to get put down. The, the, the outer um, physical situation might not change. It probably won't change. You, you still might need your child to come in at 11 p.m. for curfew like or get off their phone or do their homework. The outer won't change, but the you that is coming to the outer will be dramatically different inside of you and the other person will feel that. So that's step one. They will just feel your energy being different and you will feel better. You will feel better about yourself. And so then you can begin to ask questions when the other person is having a hard time. You can start asking questions like, well, how could we make this work for everyone? And that is a question that isn't necessarily a one and done answer. You know, that's a process. It's like your child will go, well, how can we make this work for both of us? Just quit asking me to put my phone down. You know, that's going to be their, that's gonna be their <laughs> first answer, right? Over a series of conversations and you coming with different energy, they understand, oh, my mom just wanting to collaborate and connect here. How can we make this work for everyone? That's a fair and reasonable question. And when, when anyone feels fair and reasonable, you're going to be more apt to want to lean in. So how can we make this work for everyone when you are coming to the question as a dramatically different you will then over time create a different outer environment. When you shift your inner environment over time, it'll take the other person a minute. They're used to the old you. And you can even say that to the other person. I'm learning how to fulfill my own needs. I just think honesty, authenticity, I'm learning this. So I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy to carve out the time to find the extra money. I'm not saying it's easy. I am saying it's courageous. I am saying it's brave. I am saying it is essential. And I absolutely am saying it will change your life. Yes, yes, yes. A thousand million percent. Thank you, Susie. Thank you so much for your passion for women and mothers and uh, learns parents, spouses, relationships with all our people. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime. Great to be with you always. I just honor everyone listening. Our journeys, you know, aren't necessarily easy. So any way that I can Thank you so much for tuning in to today's practical episode and conversation. What Susie says, I love that she is so incredibly passionate about mothers. And what she says is mothers are here to be seen. Mothers are here to shine. It is time to value ourselves. We must dare to say that by putting ourselves first as mothers, we actually have more to give to our children. This is essential because we can't give what we don't have. 
When we mothers value ourselves, we model to our children that they are important, that they matter. Individuals who value themselves change the world. If you are interested in any of Susie's transformational courses at a discount or some are free to you, take a peek at the show notes today.